welcome back or welcome to why we are the way we are i'm your host charlene accompanied by my co-host chad say hi chad what up who's ready to learn about sensation and perception well as chad said in this episode we're going to be talking about unit three sensation and perception let's start with the basics sensation is the process by which our sensory receptors and nervous system receive and represent the stimuli, like your smell, also known as olfactory, and taste, also known as gustatory. And perception is the process of organizing and interpreting sensory information. Yeah, so basically, sensation transmits information to the brain while perception organizes and interprets sensory input. There are two types of processings, top-down and bottom-up. Top-down processing is looking at the whole picture to fill in gaps. Our brain, the top, is guiding our sensation, the down. Bottom-up processing, though, is using your sensory receptors to make sense of what we're experiencing. Oh, like those videos where celebrities stick their hands in a box and feel around to figure out what's in the box? Totally. They're using their sensory receptors to feel the item in the box and use that to try and figure out what the item is. Awesome. Speaking of celebrities and foo-foo stuff like that, there's this thing called the cocktail party phenomenon, which is our ability to hear our name, certain words, or a certain conversation over others. Yep, that's an example of selective attention, which is focusing on one specific thing over others. So if you're totally focused on one specific thing, you'll miss the things you're not focused on. Oh, so like... When I was surfing one time and I was so focused on the wave coming at me and not crashing my board that I didn't see that shark coming right from my foot. No, actually. That would be inattentional blindness. Inattentional blindness is the failure to notice something added, like that shark, because you're so focused on another task, like not crashing your board. Oh, see, that actually makes more sense. What about the other one, the uh, change blindness? Change blindness is failing to notice a change in the environment around you. Oh, sweet. What about that other basic thing? What are the thresholds? The two main thresholds are the absolute threshold and the difference threshold. The absolute threshold is the minimum amount of stimulation needed to be detected 50% of the time. One of the absolute threshold theories is called signal detection theory. I remember that one. It says there's no absolute threshold and that it depends on a number of different factors like experience expectations alertness etc for example you're more likely to notice a door slam outside when you're waiting on the pizza delivery guy and difference threshold also known as a just noticeable difference is the amount of variation of a stimuli to notice a difference at at least 50 percent of the time and weber's loss is that the difference threshold is a constant percent Basically, two stimuli must differ by a constant minimum proportion. There's also something called subliminal, which refers to below our absolute threshold. Yep, and sensory adaptation, which is the diminished sensitivity as a result of constant stimulation. Like, can you feel your underwear right now? Not to be confused with sensory habituation, which is diminished sensitivity due to regular exposure. Like, do you notice the train? Perfect explanations, Chad. Now let's talk about vision and the eye. The wavelength determines color. An amplitude is the height of the wave, which determines the brightness or loudness in the case of sound. And there are are these parts of the eye, 
along with their descriptions to give listeners an idea of where each thing is located or what it does. There's the pupil, which is the adjustable opening where the light enters in the middle of your eye. The iris, which is the colored part of the eye that controls pupil opening. Then you have the lens behind the pupil that changes shape to focus images. And the retina, which contains rods and cones and begins the process of transduction. The fovea is the center focal point on the retina. Inside the retina are the rods, which make you see black, white, and gray. And they help in the dark, whereas cones let you see color and are the best in the daytime. Next up is the optic nerve, which carries neural impulses from the eyes to the brain. Feature detectors are specialized cells that see motion. Last but not least in the anatomy of the eye is the blind spot. This is the space where the optic nerve leaves the eye. No receptor spots are there. Like when you're driving a car, there's a certain amount of space, also called a blind spot, that you can't see from the driver's seat. Yeah, I almost hit someone in my blind spot when I was driving one time. <laughs> Anyways, there are two need-to-know color theories. The young Helmholtz tri- trichromatic theory, or just the trichromatic theory, says that there are three cones for receiving color, red, green, and blue, that combine to create colors. The other one is the opponent process theory, which says complementary colors are processed in ganglion cells, like red and green, or yellow and blue, or black and white. This is why we see an after image in those popular stare at the red dot for one minute, then look at the wall posts on Instagram and Pinterest and stuff. Right. Um, looking at hearing in the ear now, audition is the sense or act of hearing, and frequency determines pitch. The main parts of the ear are the outer ear, middle ear, inner ear, and the auditory nerve, which sends nerve impulses to the brain. The outer ear contains the pinea, your fleshy ear you see and pierce, and the auditory canal. The middle ear contains the hammer, anvil, and stirrup, which are little bones that vibrate to send signals to the eardrum, also in the middle ear. The inner ear contains the cochlea, which triggers nerve impulses, and the basilar membrane is located in the cochlea. The pathway of sound is sound to the pinea, to the auditory canal, to the eardrum, also known as the tympanic membrane, to the hammer, anvil, and stirrup, to the oval window, to the cochlea, to the auditory nerve, and finally to the temporal lobes. There are two pitch theories, both of which take place in the cochlea. The first one is place theory, and the other one is frequency theory. Place theory is the theory that pitch is determined by the location at which hair cells bend. Frequency theory says that the rate at which action potentials are sent determines sound. There are also two types of hearing loss. Sensorioneural hearing loss and conduction hearing loss. Now, going back to vision, let's discuss perception. Perceptual set is a tendency to see something as part of a group. It speeds up signal processing, and priming is the unconscious activation of certain associations. Don't forget about the context effect, which is that when we perceive that what we perceive is influenced by immediate context, along with your schema, which is our mental organization of information. Yeah, and then there's signal t- detection theory. The theory states that perception is not always the same and that outside factors can influence it. When a signal is present and there's a response, there's a hit. When there's no signal present, but there is a response, that's a false alarm. When a signal is present with no response, that's a miss. And if there's no signal present and no response, that's a correct rejection. There are several categories of visual visual organization. 
First, let's talk about binocular cues and monocular cues. Binocular cues are how we use how we see depth using two eyes, and monocular cues is how we see depth only using one eye. Binocular cues contain a thing called retinal disparity, which is the differences between what we see with our left versus right eye. Your monocular cues consist of interposition, which is when there are overlapping objects. We see that we view the object that is doing the overlapping as being closer. Like when there's a person standing in front of a tree blocking some of the tree. You could assume that since you can see more of the person that they're closer to the tree. Closer to you than the trees. Monocular cues also consist of linear perspective, lines converging equals distance. There's also relative height, relative motion slash motion parallax, light and shadow, and relative size. Even more than that is perceptual constancy, which is understanding that things don't change color, shape, size, etc. Perceptual adaptation, which is envision, the ability to adjust to an artificially displaced or inverted visual image. Feature detectors, which are edges, lines, angles, and movements and parallel processing, which is being able to intake multiple stimuli at once. There's also this thing called face blindness, or its technical term, prosopagnosia, which is a cognitive disorder of face perception where you cannot recognize people's faces. And the pie phenomenon is when you see motion from lights flickering on and off. Gestalt psychology says that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. There are five other senses other than hearing and vision. Pain, taste, smell, kinesthesia, which is your movement sense, sensory interaction, and embodied cognition. Influences on pain are psychological and sociocultural. In the gate control theory of pain, where pain opens the quote, quote unquote gate and large information clo- quote unquote closes the gate. The different tastes are sweet, sour, salty, bitter, and umami. And people either have super tasters or under tasters. Smell contains your olfactory bulb, which is responsible for transmission. The vestibular sense is your body movement, where position enables balance within kinesthesia. Sensory interaction is where senses influence another. An example of this is called the McGurk effect. The McGurk effect is something similar to when you see the mouth say ba or fa, which overrides what you're actually hearing, ba. Your embodied cognition is how our senses can influence our perception. Thanks for listening to our episode on Unit 3 of Psychology, Sensation and Perception. Make sure to check out our other psychology episodes.